It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen, wife, and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your romantic relationships, work life, friendships, the single life, and parenthood. Although you may gain some useful tips while listening to this podcast, please remember that this does not replace the support you'd receive from sessions with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast, where I, your host, Hazel, will be keeping it real. For those of you listening for the first time, I just want to say welcome, and I hope that whatever stage you're in in your life, whether dating, single, married, pregnant, or just trying to be the best you, that you'll enjoy today's episode and decide to come back for more. Now to my regular listeners, thank you so much for your support. Please be sure to continue to share, subscribe, like, and leave your positive reviews. And if there's a topic you would like for me to discuss, you can send it to me on Instagram at It's Apparently Time. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. So for today, I just want to celebrate the fact that we made it into 2021. We are five days into the new year, and I couldn't be more excited about what God has in store for me and for you this year. If you're here and you're listening, that means that you made it too, and that's certainly worth celebrating. There was so much loss, injustice, and uncertainty that filled what was known as 2020, and it certainly was not a year for the faint of heart. Now, Take a moment right now and just give yourself a pat on the back for making it because I'm certainly going to do that for myself. I just have to reflect on my experience because as I was getting ready to return to work for maternity leave back in March, COVID hit. And then I became a full-time mom of two, a full-time employee, working 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And that was not fun at all. I also became a full-time teacher while still being a wife and every other title that I could think of, but I'm probably not listing right now. Let's talk about mental and emotional overload. And sleep? Like, what was that? (laughs) There's just so much to reflect on as we journey into this new year. And at some point, we'll probably all need to process through the emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, and physical burden that we all felt last year. But in the meantime, though, let's just give thanks for making it through, because that's what's most important. Despite the pain we've all experienced to some degree in 2020, I'm sure there are some positives we can all take from last year. Something that I love to do at the start of a new year, is to set new goals. Now, prior to doing this, though, I usually pull out my old journal or my phone uh, where I wrote my goals from the previous year, and I reflect on how much I was able to accomplish. Oftentimes, I find myself amazed at how much God has allowed me to achieve 
especially when I look at all that I have written down on one side and then I compare it to everything I was able to accomplish. And the thing that I'm most proud of is the growth that I get to see in myself at the start of a new year. It definitely takes hard work to continue to mature as you experience different life transitions. And I know it has for me. And when we think about these transitions like marriage, a breakup, maybe even an engagement, the death of a loved one, or the birth of a child, like these are a lot of things that can definitely rock your world. And I believe that self-awareness and boundary setting isn't something that you assess just once a year. It's an ongoing process that requires honesty with yourself, making some changes that can be painful. And this could be deciding to end a 20-year friendship for whatever the reason might be, or making the decision to move away from family to allow time and space for healing. And a part of this process too is also the acceptance of the fact that you deserve happiness And I feel like a lot of times we like to put our happiness on the back burner because of the idea that we're being selfish by putting ourselves first or we're not being considerate of those around us. But the reality is you deserve to be happy just as much as the next person. So what will this new year bring for you? Will you continue to be in relationships that drain you emotionally Will you continue to allow family members to disregard your feelings? Will you allow the hurt of last year to dictate your future and the plans that you have for at least 2021? Will you allow the opinions of how to parent dictate how you raise your child? I feel like that's such a big one, especially when we think about all the changes that we've all had to make just, uh, you know, in the last year as it relates to what does it mean to be a parent? What does it mean to kind of be a mom and a teacher and everything else? Like, how do you juggle all of that and close out the noise that you're hearing from other people that you don't really need at that, you know, point in time? If you are ready to make the necessary changes in your life, I suggest that you can use the following tips to get this process started. So number one is to identify your goals. I feel like before you can even say, oh yeah, I want to accomplish X, Y, and Z, you have to be able to label what X, Y, and Z is. You have to recognize what it is you want to work on and acknowledge why it's important to you. So if you have the time right now, or maybe you can come back and do this later, take a moment, get out a piece of paper, or your journal, or your phone, whatever is available to you in this moment, and answer the following questions as it relates to kind of goal setting. What do I want to accomplish? Why is it important to me? How does it align with my purpose? And how will this change my life? I think these are some really important questions to ask yourself as you are trying to set goals and expectations that you have for yourself for the upcoming year or for the next six months, whatever the timetable that you set for yourself might be. I feel like this is a good place to start and it gives you a guide in recognizing, okay, I'm not just doing this because I want to impress my cousin 
or I'm not just doing this so other people can kind of look at me and praise me. But there's some real meaning behind why this particular goal that I'm choosing is important. The next thing that you would need to do as a part of this process is assess the barriers. Before you can actually implement some, you know, a action plan, it's very important to identify the things or the people that may get in the way of being able to accomplish whatever it is that you're setting out to do. And this is something that I always do with the couples that I work with in terms of like when there's an issue or when there's a particular thing, like let's say it's, I would like to spend more time with my partner. Okay, well, what's getting in the way of you guys not being able to do that right now? How can we fix that? All right, so we figured out a way to fix it. Let's try it out. And once you try it out, we'll come back and we'll discuss how did it work out? Were there other barriers that were present for you guys? All right, let's figure out how to overcome those. So that's why I feel like, you know, assessing what the barriers are are so important. Once you figure out what they are, you can develop a way to overcome them. So once you've done that, you've identified the barriers. Um, After you set your goals, next is make a game plan. Having a step-by-step guide on how you will accomplish specific objectives to get to your main goal or goals is important. Writing the plan down allows you to have a visual reminder of where you are and provides you with prompts for what else you may need to do. I like to see it as almost like you're checking. You're checking in with yourself to see kind of where you're at. Hence the reason why for me in my practice, I like to do treatment plans with my clients because it provides a guide where every 60 days, or every 90 days, whatever you kind of determine as appropriate, you kind of check in and see where you're at. How are you doing on accomplishing these objectives? And then you may need to go back and say, well, I have been able to accomplish X, Y, and Z, but I'm lacking in this. I haven't been able to get this done. Okay, well, let's go back and reassess. What are the new barriers that are presenting themselves now? So once you have your game plan, I feel like the most important part, or at least it's the most important for me, as you are preparing to achieve your goals, is create your mantra. Whatever the phrase is that gets you going or uplifts your spirit when you're down, turn it into your daily mantra. I have so many that I use depending on the situation, but some of my favorites are, when I support other women, incredible things happen. Empowered women empower women. Now that's one, and and that one is so important to me because I feel like in a culture that we are raised in, especially as as a Black woman, as a dark-skinned Black woman, I think that there is this idea that we need to compare ourselves to others because you know this narrative of light skin long hair is more beautiful than dark skin and maybe short hair or just dark skin in general so this this idea that we need to compare ourselves to others and if we feel like we're doing better than them then we get our self-worth from that but we have to step away from trying to compare ourselves all the time and more so lifting each other up. And I think that that's how we will become accomplished and 
make a positive impact in our communities and for young girls that are kind of growing up and watching us and seeing us like we are the ones that are setting the examples for them so that's why that one is so important to me like I don't need to compare myself to you you're doing great I'm a clap for you I'm going to cheer you on because that's amazing and I hope that when my time comes and I'm doing great that you'll clap for me as well and we can lift each other up. The other two that I love are uh, my go-to Bible verses. And the first one is, for I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope. And that's from Jeremiah 29, 11. And the other one is, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love. And that's from 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. So what I'm saying is create the inspiration that you need to get you through accomplishing these goals and use it because this is definitely your year to become the person you know you need to be. If you or someone you know is looking to take that next step and having a better understanding about the tools needed on your journey to growth, happiness, peace, fulfillment, whatever that goal is for you this year, definitely check out my website where I offer individual therapy, couples therapy, life coaching sessions. And you can go to my website for more information. And that's www.itsapparentlytime.com. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. Once again, to the first timers and my regular listeners, thanks for tuning in. And I hope that you'll stop by again and hang out with this melanin queen, keeping it real.